Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. And as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, I want to talk about the moon landing. This is a topic that I've been doing some research in for quite some years now. It's definitely been something that I found interesting. And over time, I found less and less evidence to disprove the theory. Pretty much what I'm talking about is that whether or not we went to the moon, but more so what I'm interested in is the actual Apollo 11 moon landing mission footage and whether or not that is actually truthful. I guess like any conspiracy theory, there's going to be people on both sides and then people in the middle too. And I suppose for a while I was a little bit in the middle, but I think now I'm more on the side of thinking that what we were shown on TV back in 1969 was not truthful and was not what actually went on. This is a theory I've spoken with a lot of people about who are curious and some people see that there could be more to it. There's definitely some things I think that don't quite add up. And there's people who just believe 100% that it did happen. When I reflect on this, I actually really hope that we did go to the moon, to be completely honest with you, because I think that is such a great feat in technology and just how far man has really come. But unfortunately, there's a bunch of bits of information and evidence I think that kind of goes right against what NASA was telling us and showing us at that time. So there's a bunch of different points I'm going to talk about that I think go against the theory that we did actually go to the moon. The biggest one I would say would actually be the footage. But before I get into that, I'm going to just talk about why originally America decided to put the first man on the moon. So Russia was winning the space race. They were the country to put the first man in space. They've sent the first satellite to space. They were really more far advanced than NASA was. I think they were about three or so years ahead of where NASA was currently sitting. So, of course, America wanted to do a one-up because of the Cold War, things like this. If you put someone on the moon, that's showing how powerful of a nation America is. It's also a bit of putting the American flag in the moon, almost like an ownership thing of we were the first ones here. This is America's moon. I'm not necessarily sure if that's how they were sort of perceiving it because I think at the end of the day it was a huge thing for all of mankind. But still, I think there's definitely the thing of ownership over that. An interesting thing 
to also add is Russia claimed that it was impossible. So that's kind of interesting as well. The country that were so far advanced in space exploration saying that we can't go to the moon, it's just impossible at this current time. And then America a year later being able to pull it off. While we're on this point as well, there's some interesting video of Neil Armstrong trying to fly the LEM, so the Apollo lunar module on Earth. It wasn't long before they ended up doing the Apollo mission. And it was extremely hard to fly the LEM on Earth with our conditions. There was a point where Neil Armstrong had to abort out of the LEM before it uh, crashed and burnt. When you look at little things like that and think, so how did they perfectly pull off this mission? They perfectly maneuvered this craft onto the lunar surface whilst broadcasting all around the world. So another theory why men couldn't go to the moon was because of the Van Allen belt. It's a radiation belt held in place by Earth's magnetic field. And up until 1969, the Apollo 11 mission, no manned craft had actually passed through this radiation belt. The narrowest shielding on the Apollo 11 mission was one-eighth of an inch of aluminum. And that's what they were using to protect the astronauts inside the craft. And of course, when you kind of come across this theory, it's easy to go, well, there you go. Case closed. Couldn't have done it. Couldn't have gone through that radiation. But you do a little bit of more research and discover that Van Allen belt, even though goes all around Earth, there are points where the radiation isn't quite as strong. And the thing with radiation too is it's not necessarily how strong the radiation is, it's how long you're exposed to it. The Apollo 11 mission were reaching speeds up to 39,000 kilometres an hour. So at such speeds going through this radiation, as long as you're not in this field for too long, you're not going to have a ton of exposure to the radiation to do enough damage. And of course, if you do find these sections that do have less radiation, that's your best bet to fly through. But still, some people do think that no one has ever gone through this radiation belt. And I'm not 100% sure. It is interesting that the very last Apollo mission, which was in 1972, no other manned mission has gone through this radiation belt. In 40-odd years, no one has been through this radiation belt. So that kind of adds a little bit of a weird theory. But then you kind of go back to and say, why haven't we sent anyone else to the moon or go into deeper space? Well, because... The interest kind of died off after the very first Apollo mission. After that, it really did drop off. People were more interested in watching I Love Lucy reruns. So this is what's interesting too is Apollo 13. This was the third mission to go to the moon and hardly anyone was watching it. The astronauts did a live broadcast from inside the shuttle back to Earth. No one in America was watching it. No one around the world had any interest. And of course, as we know, that mission never made it to the moon because they had the big disaster and they had to take the long way home. And they weren't too sure if the astronauts were going to get back alive. And of course they did and became the biggest story at that time. So the mission that looked like it was going to be a failure ended up going really badly wrong and put these astronauts' lives at risk, ended up being a huge success in terms of ratings and viewers. I think it's interesting when people say it would be impossible to hoax the moon landing. And I definitely think hoaxing something is far easier in any scenario than it actually is to pull off something. Around this time, hoaxing was definitely not a new thing. Bigfoot sightings, UFO sightings, all of this far easier to hoax now with people being able to have their own cameras and recording equipment. Hoaxing was definitely not a new concept. This was something that was going on. So who are they going to get to hoax the moon landing? One of the biggest 
cover-ups of all time. And don't get me wrong, it wouldn't be an easy thing to hoax. There's a lot of moving parts, and of course there's a lot of people who need to be lied to, and only a certain amount of people who would be able to be in on it. And I think that's that's the thing that NASA argue, where how could you keep thousands of people in the dark? Because obviously there's people all around America manufacturing bits and pieces to put together the actual craft. And then, of course, people who work at NASA themselves as engineers and all these types of things. But really, only a few higher-up people have to know what's really going on and then feed the lies and whatever information to everyone else and they go about doing what they're doing. But I definitely think it would be a lot cheaper to hoax and just easier in general if there was doubts about actually not being able to go to the moon. I just want to make clear, I don't actually know if we went or not, but I definitely think in my belief that the footage we were shown, the stills that were also shown, have been manipulated and either were not filmed on the moon at all and were pre-recorded here on Earth for a few different reasons, either because they didn't go or, of course, it being the biggest achievement of mankind, you could imagine why you might want to pre-record that just to broadcast the entire world because if something goes wrong, that's a really big mistake. It's very easy to get on YouTube and go, moon landing faked, moon landing hoax, and actually see the footage that doesn't quite add up. I think the biggest thing would be the shadows. Obviously, there's one light source on the moon from the sun. And how shadows work is shadows only travel in one direction, depending on where you are standing with a light. So if you're in a room with lights coming from different directions, that makes complete sense that shadows are going to bounce off in different ways just because you're being lit from different directions. So if if you have a light to the right and to the left, your shadows are going to go in that direction. But let's just say you're being backlit, so the sun's behind you. And this is something you could do, just go and stand outside, stand in front of the sun, stand somewhere where the sun is and look at where your shadow goes. It goes in one direction. It could be in any one direction, but it's only going to go in that one direction unless you then introduce another light source. And that's just how light works and that's proven. Then you see these still photos of rocks not lining up with the astronaut's shadow. So what's this mean? That there is artificial light most likely from stage lights lighting up the set. I think that would be something, a bit of an oversight as well when they were filming, obviously trying to light the set, not necessarily thinking, oh, we need to kind of light this as if it was just the sun, but rather let's light this so it kind of looks good for camera. That's often how you'll do a film is not necessarily what's the most realistic thing, but what's going to look good on camera. There is a moon rock shown in the Apollo 11 mission that has a letter C written on it. And this is interesting because I guess you could say, oh, it's just happens to be somehow the rock has a perfect C carved into it. But this kind of goes with the theory that this is a set and the props were labelled to go into a certain part on the set so they could easily be replaced because I'm sure they're using the same rocks again and again in different scenes. So it's easy to label these, put them where they need to go, can move them, can move them back if you need to reshoot something, just so it is that easy. Because obviously, maybe they actually thought that people are going to really be looking into this and going, we have to make sure everything is placed perfectly if we have to do a reshoot. But unfortunately, they slipped up on this one 
and they have the rock facing towards the camera where you can see the letter C. And I'm assuming this would be... <laughs> you would assume that usually this rock would probably be spun around another way and it was just something that was just not noticed or might have been noticed in the editing process and just hope that no one thought anything of it. Another point is the crosshairs in the still images. So these little crosshairs were added into the camera so the astronauts could kind of line up their camera to a certain point. So they were just these little markers to go off so you could line up exactly what you wanted to see because it wasn't easy for them to actually get footage while being in these suits, as you can understand. So if these marks are actually fixed into the lens, nothing's going to be able to be seen in front of these crosshairs. But then you look in some of these images and that's not the case. So what I'm saying here, this isn't necessarily like we didn't go to the moon, but this is more of the point that some of these images have been edited. There's been some reason to tamper with these images and obviously someone has done a bit of editing here and has gone, whoops, because yeah, it's a bit of a, it is a bit of a fuck up because you can't, there is absolutely no way that these crosshairs set into the lens could then be in the background of a part of the image. So there's a famous image of, I believe, some sort of pack on the ground and the left side of the cross ends up actually behind this pack. And then there's a part of the lunar rover ends up in front of one of these crosshairs once again. So definitely someone's done a bit of editing there, whether they've added in. You at least know that the American government's gone to the point of having to edit these photos for whatever reason. I just want to talk about an argument as well that I've heard people make, but I can disprove this one. There's no audible sound of the LEM landing on the moon surface because from the LEM's rockets, you would assume there'd be a lot of volume, but of course in space, there's no atmosphere. You need atmosphere for sound. Sound travels through anything and everything. The only thing it doesn't travel through is a vacuum, and that's practically what space is. Just thought it was interesting because I've heard about that I've read about that and heard it in documentaries, but that can actually be disproved. There's definitely some interesting viewpoints about space exploration and NASA and all these cover-ups. Another interesting point, and this was actually in the documentary, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. And I would recommend giving this a watch because it kind of summarizes a little bit of everything I've spoken about here and a few more things too. It's very well put together. The three astronauts... On the Apollo 11 mission, there's some outtakes of them doing a live cross to Earth, but it actually wasn't live. It was edited and then put to TV at a later time, but they were filming the Earth, but they were staging in such a way to make the Earth look like it was further away from where they were. Because at this time, I think they were about three days into their mission. It takes about three days to get to the moon. So I think at that point, they were meant to be walking on the moon that night while they were doing this coverage during the day. And the way they did it was they claimed that they had the camera right on one of the windows facing Earth, so right up on the glass to get the best angle they could. But it turns out they actually had all the lights off in the craft. They had the camera right back against the furthest wall from that window. It took them a little while to get the shot right as well because the way they were kind of using the window made the Earth look a little bit oddly shaped. But pretty much what they were trying to do was make it look like they were much further away from the Earth than they actually were. Because this wasn't ever meant to be shown, but somehow they got footage of this before it got edited and went to air. But when they do turn the lights on, you can actually see that the Earth is far closer than they're actually trying to perceive. So 
if they did go, why not just film what the Earth looked like? But it's just interesting that they were going to the point of trying to fake it. Another interesting thing as well, you can actually hear a third voice. So not from any of the crew, not from Houston, but while they're setting up the shot, the astronauts are obviously a bit busy and Houston kind of buzzes through and says, ask them a question and no one responds because they're a bit, I guess, tied up doing what they're doing. And then you hear another source tell them to talk. So you just hear this voice just say, talk. And then Neil Armstrong gets back on the radio and starts talking about whatever. So I'm not sure where that voice was coming from, but it definitely didn't sound like anyone from Houston. So people think there might be another higher power kind of doing a little bit of this, a little bit more of this, what's kind of going on behind the curtain. Because as I was saying, it's obviously a little bit hard to uh, have this huge hoax with all these different departments. But if there is this higher power, making sure everything's kind of going to plan. And of course, then it is, it does make sense to have someone else kind of in on it, uh, giving them other messages and making sure everything's going to plan so that no one knows anything. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm not exactly sure. But going back to who could fake the moon landing. Stanley Kubrick. The film that came out the year before the Apollo 11 mission was 2001, A Space Odyssey. And this uses some pretty groundbreaking technology in terms of film. A famous scene in Space Odyssey is Dawn of Man. And how Kubrick pulled off this scene was he used front screen projection to, to bring the foreground action with the background footage. So now we would obviously do this with CGI, most likely, or 
I guess the best thing you could do would be to actually go to a location and film to make it look like you're actually there. Of course, that's the best way of doing it because faking things is a little bit difficult. So, of course, how are you going to make it look like you're on the moon? Front screen projection would obviously be a good way of doing it, being able to build a bit of a set. So have the the LEM, the moon rover, the astronauts, the flag, you know, some moon surface and then have a projection of the rest of the moon. So rather than trying to paint an entire set and just not have it work, of course, do some front screen projection. And this is where it kind of lines up as well because having the footage be so grainy, you could easily get away with using this technique and have it look so much more realistic. So I do think if they were going to hire someone, Stanley Kubrick would be a perfect example because he was doing some pretty groundbreaking cinematography that did look really realistic. So, of course, bring him on to do the biggest film ever that everyone's going to think actually happened, the Apollo 11 moon landing. But one thing I think is really hard to deny is one of my favourite films by him, The Shining, the Stephen King novel turned into a film. There's some hidden messages, I think, in there that are pretty spooky when you go into it having the frame of mind that Kribbik did fake the moon landing. One of the most interesting parts of this little mystery in The Shining would be the haunted room that Danny goes into. So obviously there's the whole setup of don't go into room 237. In the Stephen King novel, the room number was 217, but Kribbik changed it to 237 for the film. It's interesting because if you look up how far the moon is from Earth, 381,600 kilometres And of course, then you convert that into miles for you Americans. Um, Over here, we use kilometers. Miles then becomes 237,000 miles. Roundabouts. That room becomes the moon room. And Danny, his character, gets up off the ground and walks over and into the moon room, where, which is believed it was called where Stanley Kubrick filmed the Apollo moon landing. That's a bit weird, but then... There's some weirder things too. So Danny, his character actually has, he's wearing a a sweater and it has a rocket on it, but it's not any rocket. It says Apollo. And then as he kind of steps forward a little bit more, you actually see that it says Apollo 11 USA. So not only is Danny walking into the moon room, he also has the Apollo 11 mission going into the moon room. Another point as well, which is interesting, but I'm not sure if I'm quite convinced, is the carpet in the hotel hallways. It's almost set up in a pattern that mirrors the launch pads that NASA used for their space shuttles. I can see how that's similar, but I'm not 100% convinced. But if you put it into this theory, Danny's sitting in the launch pad He gets up with his Apollo 11 rocket on his sweater and walks into room 237, the distance from Earth to the moon. You put Stanley Kubrick in that character's position. He was the one who faked the moon landing. But I think there is some underlying story there. And either way, it's just, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing for the director to include, I think. Because there's no real 
it doesn't add anything into the film by changing the room number to match closely to the distance from Earth to the Moon. Of course, it's not exact, but it's still close enough and a strange number to change, I think, with the character wearing an Apollo moon landing jumper. Because at this point, too, the whole hoax was nowhere near as popular as it is now, of course. So it's almost like a little bit of a tip of the hat to that. There's some other things that kind of unravel too. Like he comes out of that room and he's all bruised and his jumper's all cut. And his mother asks what happened and he doesn't say anything. So it's kind of representing that Stanley Kubrick was sworn to secrecy and that he couldn't tell anyone about what had happened. So there's a few interesting points that happened in The Shining, I think, that correlate a little bit to this theory. And of course, it's <laughs> there's... You can look into anything once you have a bit of an idea, but that's a bit strange. You have to admit, I think it's it's too much of a coincidence, I think. There's some strange things too around the actual astronauts. Like Neil Armstrong didn't do an on-camera interview hardly ever after returning from the moon, almost as if he didn't want to talk about his experience. He didn't want to lie, maybe. There's also, I've heard of accounts of astronauts seeming like they've been almost hypnotised. So when they are asked about their travels to space, that they get a little bit cloudy and it's almost a little bit rehearsed what their answer is. And I've even heard of accounts of them saying, I don't remember and things like that. So it's almost like they've been brainwashed into believing what actually happened while they were doing their mission. I think it's interesting too. The Apollo 11 mission happened when my grandparents were in their 20s. And I've spoken to them about this potentially being a hoax. And they've just said to me, of course it was real. We saw it on the TV. I said, well, what other evidence do you have? And they, all they could literally say was, we saw it on TV. It had to have happened. And at that time, I suppose, yeah, you could have gotten away with that. Showing something on the TV, oh, it has to be real. There's no way it couldn't be real. But now I think a lot of younger people too, because now me being in my 20s, just because you're told something's legitimate, does not mean at all that you believe it. We're definitely more more aware of these types of claims made by especially people in high power. And I think that's good that people are a little bit more sceptical now and want to question. I don't think it's good to get on every bandwagon and go, that's a conspiracy, there's no chance. And I don't want to put down anyone either. That's the thing of people say, well, that's a really big offensive thing, saying that we couldn't have gone. And I don't think that's really... My point, I think, if if it's true that they did go, great. I think it's more what lies and what we were shown. But I think it's great that people are a little bit more aware. So I don't know, there's some things that don't, don't quite add up. But how I'm going to end this is with a quote that Neil Armstrong said in 1994 while he was at the White House. And it's an interesting one because it's kind of dark, I think, and it's something interesting because, as I said, he doesn't do a lot of on-camera interviews. So this is just something interesting to say. So this is a quote by Neil Armstrong. Today we have with us a group of students among America's best. To you, we say, we have only completed the beginning. We leave you much that is undone. There are great ideas undiscovered, breakthroughs available to those who can remove one of truth's protective layers. So as always, if you've enjoyed this podcast or any of my previous podcasts, feel free to subscribe, like, follow, depending on the platform you listen on. We'll give you different options. If there's an option to leave a review, please do. 
get in contact if you have anything you want to add or anything you want to say. I really enjoy getting to share my thoughts with you guys. This is an interesting one because I'm not 100% sure, but I definitely think there's some strange things that have gone on and I just always think question things if they don't quite sit right with you. Definitely feel free to do a little bit of digging and talk to people as well. Let people know that something doesn't sit right with you because a lot of people I talk to about this, they go, nah, you're just full of it. Like you're just looking for a reason not to believe it, but that's not the case at all. If something doesn't sit right with you, look into it. Be open-minded, of course, and question everything. Thanks, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.